0: Welcome to the Imperfectly Impactful podcast. My name is Catherine, and I am a proud, high achieving woman overcoming the relentless pursuit of perfection and weight of people pleasing. Come with me as we discover how embracing your imperfections can lead to immense growth and enable you to make a difference in your life and the lives of others. From candid conversations to empowering stories, I will guide you to unleash your full potential and craft your unique path to impact. Join me every week as we celebrate imperfection, cultivate self acceptance, and prove that even the most imperfect journeys can lead to the most impactful destinations. So let's get started. Well, welcome back everyone to Imperfectly Impactful. I am so excited for today. The person I have on that I get to interview, I actually met at Powerhouse Women back in August. A funny introduction because we both come from the hospitality hotel industry, back and forth all around it. Um, but she is an empowerment coach and host of the Self-Assured and Savvy Podcast, and she helps ambitious individuals prioritize themselves to show up confidently and empowered in life. So Amy, welcome to the podcast. <laughs>
1: thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here and dive into our conversation. And I know I love, I love how we connected because we were both just kind of like, la not in our own world. And someone was like, you two need to meet. And we're like, got it. <laughs>
0: Hundred percent. I I was in shock because I was like, someone else here has been in hotels and right. still in hotels and
1: yeah. Wait, how are- You're are alive, you- yeah. <laughs> exactly. How, how are exactly? you surviving? Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Which I mean, it's a great
0: kind of start, I guess, and lead way into kind of the first thing I would love for us to talk about is our backgrounds. Really diving into your background in a hotels because you were in hotels, you then left, and then you went back. So talk a little bit about kind of how that happened um, and then where you've gotten to now.
1: Totally. I mean, you probably can relate to this. Hotels can be a bit of a vortex just because they have hotels are great. They have so many opportunities for people and being a part of the travel and tourism industry is something that like, I actually do love. Like I love traveling. I love like whenever I go to hotels, I'm always looking at it being like, Ooh, what are they doing here? This is so cool. Like, and it doesn't turn off. Like I walk yeah. in, I'm like that check-in speech loved it. You know,
0: <laughs> always picking um, out the parts you like <laughs> and being nitpicky too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I totally have like, there was uh when I was coming back from powerhouse woman, I was staying in uh uh, Minneapolis, and the front desk agent was struggling with something, you, and no one was around, and you could just sense the panic. And I was like, "What property management system are you using?" He's like, "Opera." And I'm like, "New Opera, old Opera." He's like, "New." I'm like, "Do this." And he's like, "How did you know that?" I'm like, "It's neurotic. Don't worry about it." Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, that's a side tangent. But yeah So obviously, background in in hotel management. I uh, most recently was an event manager with a hotel here in the city that I live in in Saskatoon. Loved it. I love events. As we've talked about, you're in events as well. And then I left it to pursue a different career it's still in events but not in hotels and that just didn't work out it was definitely not it wasn't what I didn't expect it just the place wasn't aligned with me so I actually went back um, in a part-time capacity which was really hard for me because no one ever viewed me as just a front desk agent I they always viewed me as their boss or their manager so that was something else that i I've, I've had to navigate but slowly I've been able to kind of separate myself and get more energy to my my passion, which is pouring into self assured and savvy, having that podcast, and I actually am still doing events on the side, like I have taken on a part time event planning role with the venue here, which is just my focus is just weddings, and I'm like, I love that because i I can rinse and repeat that, I know exactly what I'm doing, I can create my own schedule, so I feel very very supported in that and very motivated in the sense that I'm like cool I get to still work on my my side passion and working with people and empowering people that's what I get to do and I still get to do the event side so I'm kind of like this is a really nice sweet spot for me is where I'm at right now that's amazing
0: it's funny because I feel like we're in a little similar position or I I feel like I'm kind of where you were maybe a year ago in some ways totally. I just left hotels 3 months yep. ago and I'm now in doing the event planning and stuff, and I love it. I'm learning a lot, but there are those moments where it might not be exactly aligned because I Mm -hmm. do have the podcast and I want to, you know, dive into this more and all the other things. So I see, it's funny, I'm seeing myself like that year behind you. And it's great Mm -hmm. to see though, also kind of how we've kept up with each other and where you are now that you're finally finding your groove and not. I don't like the word balance. I like harmony, like that totally harmony so. of being able to put your energy where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. So are you officially out of hotels?
1: Technically, no. I still work there in such a casual like capacity where I'm like, I want those hotel discounts. I want the employee rate across Canada like
0: (laughs) that's the only reason I want to go back and my family wants me to go back is for the discounts
1: (laughs) it's sick it's great and even when I worked for Marriott like forever ago like and I remember like traveling the states and like stopping in Chicago and just being like I need a hotel and being able to get a hotel in Chicago for like 50 bucks I was like amazing love mind blown mind blown (laughs)
0: So you found your ultimate passion though. So how is the, where are you at right now? Kind of with your coaching, your podcast, aligning where you are with events, hotels, Mm. how are you making all of that work? Because it's a Mm. lot.
1: It is. It is a lot. It's, it's definitely, um, testing me to make sure that I'm staying on top of my priorities and doing a lot of check-ins with myself and holding myself accountable because it's so easy to just get into that autopilot and just let life fly by where moving into this year like 2023 felt very much of like laying the foundations and getting rooted in like supportive habits and and kind of like trial and error in a few things like there was times I launched stuff and I heard crickets but I was like you know what I've learned that that is okay it's fine but I I I needed to kind of go through that like troubleshooting that like figuring it out and I mean I still am figuring it out but now moving into this year, it just feels like my priorities and motivation are taken up an, a next notch. Where I, I know I'm ready to be seen in a bigger way. I know I'm ready to make a bigger impact, and it's just kind of having that like motivation. It's like I know it's going to happen. It's like I'm putting that out into the universe. Um, so when it comes to balancing them, I'm really just checking in with myself. My schedule is my my bible. Like if it's not in my calendar, it ain't happening. I prioritize, right. Prioritizing self-care and prioritizing me time and making sure I'm taking breaks intentionally because I know me, I can throw myself into anything and outwork anybody, but that didn't serve me. That's how I operated when I was in hotels. And I frankly got so burnt out. So I was just like, I don't want to do that again. I want to be a bit more smarter about this. So I am moving into this year being so intentional And I'm really excited to see the traction that the podcast is gaining, even though it's not even a year old. You've started your podcast. You get it. It's like, it's so fun to be able to have a platform to connect with people, have conversations, bring people on. Like I fully bring people on that. I'm like, they're are 10, 20 steps ahead of me and I'm so inspired by them. And I'm like, let me pick your brain. Like, Mm -hmm. that's so fucking fun. Sorry if we're not allowed to swear on this podcast.
0: (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) By all means go for it. No, but I agree. It's amazing the people you get connected with.
1: Mm -hmm
0: and you get to pick their brains and you get to learn from them that I don't think if I had the podcast or if you had your mm-hmm. podcast, probably we would get that
1: opportunity to. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also so fun. I have lots of friends here who will, will listen into the podcast, like, and I don't expect my friends to listen to it, and so they do. And I'm like, Oh my God, thank you this is so nice but they'll they'll come on to be like oh this this person that you you interviewed I really like them or you know I'm like hey connect with them like let me make that introduction like my sister is now working with someone who I brought on the podcast and I'm like fuck yes like like makes me feel so excited and happy that it's like this is we all can support each other you know well and my whole thing
0: that I've been telling people recently especially is as long as one the episode impacts one person so it, yeah. it doesn't even, it doesn't have to be everybody. It doesn't need to be a big group, but as long as that's touching someone and impacting mm-hmm. them and what they needed to hear. So like you, I've had some friends, some family reach out. It just, it's like, okay, you're my one person that I, yeah. I, I need to talk to. I was talking to you, like that was the yeah. person. So oh, I love yeah. that. Now I want to backtrack a little bit. Cause you were talking about being intentional with your time and really trying to make sure this year is all about sticking to your calendar. This is what's happening, saying no to things. Mm-hmm. How are you doing that though? How do you have the confidence or the capability to just say no? Because I, I mean, I don't know. That's me. I'm I'm a people pleaser, and I'm working through that, recovering, trying to put that aside, those tendencies. <laughs> but it's very difficult to say no. How mm-hmm. do you make those decisions? How do you set the stuff in your calendar and stick to it?
1: God, it's not easy. There are times where work will come to me with something or a friend will reach out with something or an opportunity will come up. And I, my immediate, I like an old version of me is like, yes, do it, go for it. But then there's this newer version of me where it's like, let's just take a minute to think about this. You don't need, I don't need to always be available to everybody. I don't need to reply to every email, text message, DM that comes in straight away. I've had to break up with that tendency because I always used to be the person who was available 24 seven people could call me at 3am and I'd be like, hello, what's up? I got you. So I've, I've really had to, to break up with that and it's not easy because the initial reaction is I want to help. I want to be there. I want to say yes. I want to overextend. I, I like, I just want to show up, but I'm learning by prioritizing myself and my needs first. Cause I have my like non-negotiables that I need to, to do first before I can actually show up for other people. I'm learning to lean into those and Checking in with myself and knowing kind of what my signs are for when I'm out of alignment. So when I'm out of alignment, I start to get really bitter. And so when I clock that I'm getting bitter, I'm like, Oh, I need to, I need to pull back. Something needs to change. It's so it's, it's not easy, but it's a, it's a conscious practice every, every day (laughs) at the end of the day. And just sticking to that, knowing that like, when I catch myself in those moments of like, I want to overextend or say yes, or whatnot, checking in, bringing that awareness, and knowing that it's okay to say no, or knowing that this person is still gonna love me no matter what, like, even if I don't reply to someone right away, and I'm like, Oh, my God, life happens, like, they don't care, like, they're gonna be like, it's fine. We just want to know you're alive, or we want to know these things. So it's, it's a constant everyday thing to tell you the truth. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, and it's funny cuz I talk about I'm trying to set boundaries, I'm trying to time block myself. I don't think I've had a day in the past 2 weeks where I've stuck to it and it's it's <laughs> but I'm aware of it. So I'm having to like remind myself to go back to it. But it's mm-hmm. so difficult because I, it it, I'm i the same thing as I get an email, I get a text, I feel like I have to respond in that moment. Someone recently, I want to say it was yesterday or the day before, was talking about specifically setting out blocks, like an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon and an hour at night that's like for emails or 30 minutes and like chunk it out. And that's when you check your emails. That way totally. you're not consistently going and checking it every hour, every couple of minutes when you receive an email and just have yeah. the expectations. So whoever's communicating yep. have it that, hey. I'm responding three times a day, four times yeah. a day, two times a day, they know. But it's tough. That is a tough it is.
1: It and it so is. And I think uh I wanna say it was Lori Harder was saying something. Maybe it wasn't Lori Harder and I'm just gonna mess this up, but it was along the lines of like outlining times where you're dedicating to this is my time to reply to things or like check my messages and whatnot. I'm definitely not super structured in the sense, like if you were to look at my calendar, it's not like 8am this, like I do like to have that flexibility because I need that flexibility Mm -hmm. uh, with myself. But like one thing that has truly helped me is not checking my phone in the morning. This was such a bad habit I had because having a team and like people calling sick or whatnot, you would, I would kind of be abruptly awakened by a phone call at 6 a.m. being like, no one's here for breakfast. You got to be here. So I really had to like break that habit of checking my phone in the morning and proud to say that this is a habit that I'm now rooted in that I don't check my phone in the morning. Like I wake up, I'll I'll have a glass of water, like journal, read. It's a bit more slower, and sometimes if I have to work early, like I'll adjust my sleep schedule to that. But then I check my phone when I'm ready. I don't know. There's like a closure or like a, a readiness to it. So when I am looking at my phone, I don't feel like I'm a slave to it after that point. Whereas if I check my phone first thing in the morning, I would throughout the day I would constantly find that I was attached to my phone. Now I'm kind of like ah, where is my phone? I don't know. If someone needs to get a hold of me, they'll knock on my door. Like. <laughs> Like they know where I
0: live, (laughs) yeah. but that's so true though. And I've I've actually, I think you shared that in a podcast a few, probably a few weeks or months ago. And I started doing that. So I do now wake up and I'll go to the bathroom and start getting ready. I'll journal. I'll do my devotional, things like that. And I've realized I'll go to reach for my phone, especially after the alarm goes off to look at notifications. And I go, nope. Nope, it stays where it is. Mm -hmm. It's that's afterthought, but it's like, nope, can't scroll. Don't scroll because it really does. It's crazy how much more I am on the phone. If I do Mm -hmm. sit in the morning and start scrolling or answering messages or emails off the bat
1: totally. It's so wild. And like for the longest time I was just do, it was such a habit that I didn't realize how much it was controlling me. Yeah. When I had like, I'm so happy that you're doing it. Cause I fully, I'm like, we don't need, we don't need to do it. Like I'll turn off my, my, like my notification or the alarm that's going off. And if it is like, see that my mom called me seven times, maybe I'll be like, okay, mom, what's up? Like, you okay. (laughs) That's
0: (laughs) a little out of the ordinary
1: though is why. totally. But I have now enough discernment to know if it warrants me checking it Right then, or if it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I'm like, it
0: can wait. Yeah. No, 100%. I love it though. Okay. So, another thing I want to kind of touch on that you've shared in a previous podcast, and I think it'd be great for my listeners to hear, it's the whole, and I'm going to butcher what you call it, the
1: zero day. Ooh, the zero, uh, the no, uh, now I'm butchering it, Uh, (laughs) the no zero day mindset. Yes. Because that
0: was life changing to think about. And I've really personally, The high achiever I am is I need, when I have a checklist or a to-do list, I want to get as much done, if not the whole thing done. And there are days that I cannot even do anything, but maybe one thing because just mentally I am, I just can't put all my all into it. Mm -hmm. And when you talked about it, it, if you only get through that one or two things, if you get up out of bed and you journal or you get up and you, you know, those small minuscule tasks, Mm -hmm. it's okay to have those days to talk about that in more depth and explain to everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for that feedback. It means you you're my one person that I helped. It's very, very heartwarming to hear, but I totally agree with you, especially as identify as a high achieving, ambitious person. Like that's very much, we're, we're same same wavelength. And that never ending to-do list, I tied my self-worth to it. Like if I didn't get these done, I wasn't worthy of relaxing or whatnot. You know, I would go to bed, all the things through, through my head. I didn't make this up. I can't remember where I even heard it, but I was, it was one of those things I'm like, I want to share this or here's my interpretation of it. It took a lot of time to get clear on kind of what my daily non-negotiables would be. Again, like the year of 2023 was trial and erroring. What what are my non-negotiables, you know, and allowing uh, flexibility and fluidity for that to move. It was also recognizing that us as people with menstrual cycles, our energy levels fluctuate so often. I mean, I'm not tuned into my cycle, but I'm definitely tuned into there are weeks or there are days where I have way more energy. And then there's days where I'm like, I just want to be a pile on the couch and watch reality TV shows. Like I need to kind of honor those moments and those ebbs and flows. So hearing the the no zero day mindset, like kind of hack was allowing me to get clear on my goals. What are the action steps that would require me to go after those goals? And let's break them down even smaller so they don't seem so overwhelming because when you break things down into smaller chunks and you're actually like, chipping away at them slowly, those smaller steps become bigger steps. And then the momentum comes. So getting clear on what those small steps would be that I could take every day. And it range from things that were personal care, like personal self care to physical care to business stuff, like it kind of would range. But then on the days where I had a lot of energy, and I could tackle a lot, I would go after them be like, Hey, this is my this is my energy day. This is the day that I have I can record six podcast episodes and be totally fine with it, but say the following day or the following week, my period comes and I'm like, nope, nope, let's not, maybe that, that day where I'm not feeling so 100%, maybe all I did is go for a walk. And at that, like, if that's all I did, okay, cool. But I don't want any day to go by where I'm not doing anything, where I'm not doing anything for myself, where I'm not moving the needle forward, not taking care of myself, even if it is in the smallest way of making sure I'm drinking enough water. I don't know about you, but I can forget to drink water and eat. So I have to have emotional support water bottles everywhere I go. So smart. So smart. (laughs) Right. But it's just, it's taking that pressure off and knowing that things will come, things will happen and just keeping it at the forefront of your mind. And yeah, just not letting a day pass where you're not doing anything. Cause we can have a to-do list of a hundred things and a hundred things in one day might be really hard, but if you can get one or two done, you're, way like that's the the confidence you're showing yourself that you are worthy of keeping the promises to yourself that you're important to yourself and when you start to show that to yourself then you start to reflect that back into the world and it starts to show and then you're also modeling it for other people at the end of the day like if you're inspired by someone what they're doing you can be an inspiration for someone else.
0: And I feel like I see that a lot. I mean, just mm-hmm. like you've been talking about, and I, I talk about it in multiple episodes. I mean, it's a lot of what you are sharing and what I share. It's something that we learned from someone else that then we've yeah. implemented. And then now we're sharing with more and we're just touching more and more people mm-hmm. to teach them these things. But I do love the fact that it's breaking down to the little minuscule things and how you touch on, it's not just your business. It's personal, it's physical. You're hitting all these aspects of what you're doing. And that's where- just even journaling for me has become a habit, but like over time, some of those days I had to take five minutes, even just to write down a couple sentences to get used to journaling. And I had to be good with that. That was mm-hmm. still good. That was good enough. I, you don't have exactly. to sit and write a whole page. Same mm-hmm. thing with walking. You don't have to go for a 30 minute, hour long walk, <laughs> walk for 10 minutes. And yep. that's still good enough. You did something to take care of yourself um, yep. and go towards it. So I love that idea. That was probably one of, one of my favorite kind of concepts that you had shared and I'm trying to implement slowly but surely, I should
1: say. <laughs> and give yourself grace through it too. You know that like, and you and like you and I being in the same community and being surrounded by people who just get it like who are just like, you know what, we're in the shits together. It's fine. Like it's still choosing yourself and showing up for yourself and showing up for your business at the end of the day and celebrating yourself too. Cause like, if you've never made journaling a habit and now you're, you're feeling like rooted in that, like, that's like good for you and and keep going with that. And yeah, like today fully, when I was journaling, I think I wrote a line where I was like, writing today sucks. Like, (laughs) and I was like, at least I'm here though. (laughs)
0: Exactly. One thing I will say that I started doing, and this is new, I've only been doing it for like a week. I found these like five prompts and it it can be like one word answers, or you can write sentences and paragraphs to them, but I do it every morning. And one of those is says plans for the day. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, even just in the past week, how each day's changed. But the one thing that really has changed for me is my, I still write in there, like I want to accomplish so many tasks and i literally have started and said one or two. i want to check one thing off my to-do list or two things off my to-do list because i know when i look back at that at night when i go back through to review and kind of see like how my day went i'm like oh my goal was to at least accomplish one thing. i i'm happy with that. Yeah. i did that one plan for the day. it's setting the expectation for the day too like i want to accomplish more but practically i know i can do one or two right now. and yeah. especially on those tough days when i know they're going to be long days or difficult if i accomplish one thing I have to be happy with it.
1: Absolutely. And it's just leading, it's starting your day with that intentionality too. I think that speaks volumes because again, so many people, like, especially like in my past when I was just kind of la-di-da, living life, um, nothing wrong with that, but I would just wake up and run out the door. And then my day felt chaotic and, you know, that is the reality for most people where they they just they hit their alarm and they're out the door and they're kind of in that constant rush state so even just taking that time for yourself with I love good journal prompts like I they're great and so for you to sit there and be like hey this is what I want to accomplish or this is my intentions for the day and then when you are going to bed and you're about to like lay your head on the pillow you're like I did it I did it like that's that's so good
0: of accomplishment. You go to bed feeling good. And that's where mm-hmm. the intentions Do I tried to, when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, you know what your day's going to look like. You know, it's full of meetings. It's mm-hmm. full of tasks you have to get done maybe for work, or you might not have as much so you can do more personal stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. going in, usually emergencies happen, crazy happens, <laughs> happen, especially in hotels. But yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other world. <laughs> oh but God! You, you know, and you know what to expect. Like, you know what you can do. You know what you can accomplish feasibly to where when you lay your head down at night, you can feel good about yourself for what you've done with Absolutely. the day. Okay, hold on. I love this morning routine thing though. Talk about a little bit more on how you, you said you have your non-negotiables. We've talked about like what we do in the morning. How can someone start to implement though a good morning routine like that? Because I can, I, I can tell you, My husband used to just get up five, 10 minutes before he had to go out the door or just enough time to jump in the shower and he's gone. I used to be that way also with some things. And I've learned my mornings. I do have to give that extra 10, 15, 20 minutes. How can someone start implementing that into their day?
1: I love this question. I think it's starting small. And not like, so let's just say like you constantly kind of wake up at 7.30 each day and you have to be out the door at eight o'clock, you know, like just Mm -hmm. for commute time. We'll start maybe trying to wake up at 7.15. Like set your alarm back that 15 minutes and say to yourself like that 15 minutes, I'm going to use it to meditate, journal, write, wake up, stretch, actually eat a breakfast, you know, because I was like that I would run out the store and not eat. And so maybe taking that 15 minutes to have something to eat. I also do believe that your morning routine starts the night before. Like it, it really does. There was a point when I was working with a personal trainer and in the busyness of my schedule, the only time that I could actually fit a workout in was in the mornings it was waking up at 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning so I could get to the gym and get that hour workout in and the days where I didn't do it were the days where I didn't prepare the night before Like having my gym clothes out or having my gym bag ready to go, having like the things that I needed. Cause when I'm waking up that early, I'm a zombie. I don't actually know what's happening, but if I can just wake up and start like putting on clothes and next thing you know, I'm out the door. I'm like, that's easier. (laughs) So it is like starting small, removing the friction. It's, you know, this, it's so easy to fall into the comparison trap of seeing what people are doing on social media, but it's getting curious as to what you want your mornings to look like trying things taking things away taking notes along the way as well like what actually did work so yeah it's so easy to fall into the comparison trap of seeing what other people are doing on social media but it's just kind of get getting rid of that and creating what works for you like me waking up in the morning, I like to now I think my morning routines are really slow. Like I like I wake up, get a cup of coffee, drink some water, read journal. And sometimes that actually takes me a whole hour where not a lot of people have an hour, but I have the luxury of kind of allowing that to slow down. That's for me, that's not necessarily for anyone else where it's like, what does work for your life? What will work for your life? Where can you remove the friction? Do you want to journal in the morning? Yes or no? If not, totally fine. What do you want to do? Do you want to stretch? Do you want to eat breakfast? Do you want to cuddle with your dog? What is it going to be? I like the cuddling with my dog. (laughs) That's
0: usually what (laughs) keeps me in bed
1: too long, though, to be honest. Very, very (laughs) much so. My dog, he will wake us up. He'll like cry, like I'm Mm -hmm. starving. And then one of us will wake up, typically my partner, he'll wake up, feed him, let him out. And then he comes back in bed. He's like, okay, I'm fine now. And I'm like, you cute butthead. Let's stay in bed for three hours.
0: That's usually what gets me up in the morning, to be honest, is our dogs are on. Well, we have two, but the baby, he's a baby, but he's 75 pounds, is the one right. that like 6 a.m. He's up. He wants to go out and he wants his food. He wants to eat. Awkward. And afterwards, yep. bedtime, he'll go back and There's lay down and be perfectly fine. But he will bother me. He'll pop my face, all yep. this. I was like, that's that's what gets me up in the morning. Which So on the other piece of a morning routine, if you start bringing your time back, so someone, let's say 7.30, you know, they wake up at 7.15, what is the best way to get motivated to get out of the bed? Because it's Ooh. very difficult, and I've mm-hmm. and I've seen this for myself. I used to be like a hardcore. Like I was up three thirty, four thirty, five in the morning, and I mean, my alarm went off, and I'm up, and I can do that some mornings, but some mornings it's just I want to snooze it. Maybe I have that second alarm set just in case, and I'm like, ah, it's mm-hmm. there, I'm gonna keep laying here. How can you motivate or maybe add? a new habit or something to your morning to make sure you actually get up. You don't just stay
1: Fair, Yeah. I would say, and this is going to maybe just sound so broad, but like making sure your why being clear on your why and that your why is bigger than you, or at least insanely selfish. And I think it's okay to have an insanely selfish why to start because me waking up 15 minutes earlier is not going to be life changing to the world, but it's going to be life changing to me. So having having a why that's bigger than you or selfish that you're like, okay, fine, it's gonna be motivating enough to be like, I gotta get I gotta get that bread today, whatever it is. I need visual reminders. Like I have sticky notes all around our house. We have whiteboards all around our house of just those visual cues. We there's some in our bathroom that my partner wrote and it's I love you. Have you moved your body today? And I'm like, You're right, I didn't. So <laughs>
0: I love that. I'm gonna do yeah. that with my husband now.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, it, and it it is having those visual reminders, and also like me living with with my partner, like I we we hold each other accountable too, very much so. Like he jokes where he typically wakes up way earlier than I do, and if I'm like, listen, I want to wake up at five thirty when you wake up, and he's like, okay, but you can't be a bitch to me in the morning, and I'm like, <clears throat> that's hard, and so when the morning rolls around and he's like, okay, hey, lights on, let's go. And I'm angry in the moment, but I'm like, okay, fine. I asked for this.
0: a <laughs> reminder, so, yeah. I did ask for this myself. Yeah. This isn't just him doing that
1: just because he feels like it yeah not being a butthead first thing in the morning but yeah I think it would be allowing your your why to be a bit bigger and it is you will need a level of discipline like no one's holding your hand you are responsible for your actions your reality the results that you're producing so there is a level of you need to be a self-starting person if people don't identify as a self-starter or like a self-led person right now, it's tapping into that energy, knowing that you want that and giving yourself the grace that it's your might fall off the horse a hundred times. You might get into that cycle of that start, stop, start, stop, but just know that start, stop cycle is actually a part of the journey into you becoming consistent. I love this. <laughs>
0: this conversation has been wonderful. So you're coaching now you're an empowerment coach share with everyone what you're doing. I know you're working on some things behind the scenes right now. What all can you share with everyone though, in the moment, how they can connect with you and get in touch?
1: Absolutely. So obviously, Instagram is the place where I hang out the most. That's the place where I'm most active. I don't want to go on a TikTok because I will have zero boundaries with that app. I know that already, even though I think think it's a great platform, but I know me, I would be on it for hours. So I just hang out on Instagram for now. Um, And then I do have my own podcast, which you will be on very shortly, uh, Self-Assured and Savvy Podcast but I am working on a website. It should be, I'm just reached out to a few people to get some feedback on it. So they're, they're sharing that, but I will be opening spots for coaching people in a eight week coaching container. Like I do like the three or six month ones, but I like that kind of like that sweet spot where it's not too, too long. And I definitely want to work with ambitious people who are struggling to prioritize themselves because I fully believe that when you start to pour into yourself and prioritize your needs, you then can show up better for your job, better for your relationships, better for yourself. And I also believe that you can be wildly ambitious, wildly, highly achieving, but still want to take time for yourself. I fully believe those two things can coexist in in harmony. Let's work together to create that magic and show you that it's absolutely possible. So that's, that's soon to be coming uh, down the pipeline. So stay tuned.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I love it. I can't wait to see the, uh, the website. I just cannot thank you enough, Amy, for being on here. This was a wonderful conversation. Hopefully there's some nuggets. I know I got nuggets even, and I love being able to kind of relate back to what you've shared and how it's already Mm -hmm. impacted me as well. But any last words, any last advice you want to leave with everyone?
1: Any last advice is, I guess it would just be to just start. If wherever you are and whatever goals or dreams you want to pursue and it feels so far away and so like it'll only happen someday, just taking actions, even if it's the smallest baby steps, just start because that will start to close that gap and make it easier.
0: A hundred percent. If you get started, mm-hmm. you're able to start figuring out what works for you.
1: Well, I, I, like in your story too, like you made a, what was it? An Instagram post talking about, or no, it was, I think it was one of your podcast episodes. I was listening to how you were like, literally three months ago, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Now I've done this. I've joined this. I've done this. And I'm like, yes. There's so much that can change in such a short amount of time. If you really put your mind to it. Got to Just got to start. You got to start somewhere. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well,
0: thank you so much, Amy. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you know someone who could benefit from my message or our guest, don't hesitate to share this episode with them. Together, we can create a supportive community that embraces imperfection and is learning what makes us truly impactful. So until our next episode, keep celebrating your imperfections and cultivating self-acceptance. I believe in you.